All right, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Horrors. There it is. So uh if you don't know our these episodes are just us answering your voicemail, so call us at six eight two two five three four four six eight if you have a question or comment for us. And you might hear yourself on a future episode of horror movie whores. All right, first one comes from perennial favorites, Robert the Farter. Yeah. Sorry, going to start it over. We got not a menorah. It's Robert the Farter. Sorry, here we go. Not a menorah. You spin a dreidel. Hey, it's Robert the Farter. I just watched American Psycho for the first time. I hadn't seen it before, but I heard how much you guys liked it in your review, so I decided to check it out, and I thought it was really good. Um, I felt like I connected a lot with Patrick just by how much how much he cared about music and how much he talked about it and was able to, you know, decipher different albums and stuff like that. And at some points, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be laughing or if I was supposed to be disturbed. So that was kind of strange. But overall, I really liked it. So yeah. It's Robert the Farker. I think Robert's describing something that a lot of young males... <laughs> find with this movie American Psycho which is I really like cool it guy because he seems like a pretty he's got it together <laughs> I really related to Patrick Bateman a lot and it's like yeah yeah that's the that's the problem actually yeah actually you know I'm looking at this call list and this yeah there's it's gonna be a really heavily Robert the Farter episode of horror this movie is horror. yeah if if you're not a fan of Robert, you might want to dip. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not a fan of Robert? Check us out on YouTube, by the way. We got a we got a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one. It's you spin a dreidel. Hey, it's Robert the Farter. I went and saw Megan, and yeah, it was all right. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, but Went to I feel see like Megan. it did what most modern horror movies do nowadays, which is like they make the villain look like too scary, and then it ends up being not as scary. Like if you make it look scary, then you're just ex then you just expect that it's going to be scary. But if you make it look normal, then it's more actually scary when it does something nefarious. Um, on that note, that's kind of similar to, like, the old child's play, where the old Chucky doll actually looked scary. And, I mean, well, sorry, he actually didn't look scary, which I felt like worked a lot better when he did something. You got it. Um, bad. Because he just looks so normal and just looks so cute. 
But I also feel like Megan took a lot of things from Child's Play. Like at the end when they keep just fighting the doll and it keeps coming back and then they keep fighting it and it keeps coming back. I think Child's Play did a lot better. And like every movie after Child's Play in Puppet Master, I don't think there's been a good doll horror movie since then. But, yeah. Anyways, it's Robert the Farter. That's interesting. I'm... Yeah, I'd agree with him. Like, I've I've definitely gone on record saying that, like, similar with It, like, Tim Curry's Penny, Pennywise is way scarier to me because he looks like a normal clown and then is scary, acts scary, as opposed to Bill Skarsgård looks like a terrifying clown and acts terrifying. Just not a yeah. Th- so this is actually interesting. It's kind of a who came first kind of thing. It's got me thinking about different horror movies um, centered around toys and dolls and that kind of thing. You have the trilogy of terror, which kind of has a little toy, right? And that's like in the late seventies. Um, but you don't really start getting into um, like like specifically like kids' toy kind of thing until. Uh, and I could be super wrong about this. I'm not. I'm not like a, a fucking horror historian or anything like that. But well, we have a blog on this subject. Uh, we do the scary doll have, and puppet horror movies. Yeah, doll and puppet horror movies. But so you got Child's Play, which hits 1988. You got Puppet Master, which hits the following year, 89. Arguably because of uh, Child's Play, but. Uh, you got also a one that a lot of that a lot of people miss is uh, dolls from '87. So one year before Child's Play, you had dolls, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people were pretty spooked about that. It's a little campier, a lot campier, um, but I can't think of any. I'm sure there were toys. Well, there was puppets before, so there was like the Great Gabbo from 1929. Oh yeah. There's a Dead of Night with a puppet. Most of them were ventriloquists, which is probably from the popularity of uh, Howdy Doody um, early on, or just like the popularity of ventriloquists in, you know, the uh, vaudeville shows, where it's like, oh, what if they actually did have a terrifying personality? But yeah, Trilogy of Terror, 1975. Um I mean, there was the poltergeist clown doll um, in 82. So they've been around, mm. but it's mostly like just kind of puppets. Having like Black an actual Devil live doll. doll from hell? Holy God. So It's yeah. called the Black Devil Doll from Hell. <laughs> Bryce. We got to update this list. We got to... <laughs> You got to rank number one for scary doll and puppets. Ooh, um, death doll. You know, there's like a store around here or like a people that have a store that's just supposedly haunted dolls that you can buy. in Around Portland? In around Portland, yeah. What? That doesn't sound likely. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you want to talk about like... Like... The craziness of how we, we were just talking in an afterpod about how easy it is to survive in America and how we're just living in the, probably the most 
luxurious life in all of history, regardless of our problems. Mm-hmm. Just go to Portland, see all the weird ass shops. You're like, how does this exist? It's a, it's a miracle. In Portland, it's it thrives. You know. Yeah. Like, hey, this store just sells pocket lint, but it's shaped like little animals. You're like, how how long have you been here? Uh, eight years. 118 yeah. years. We were founded the same year the, uh, <laughs> that the, the city was. <laughs> Pocket lint. Uh, okay. Anyways. Oh, yeah. I guess we should go out of the next voicemail. Here's one from Elizabeth. Um, hey, it's Elizabeth. Um, I have a little beef about, you know, your show. I just want to say how dare you guys take the time and effort into this free show and then put ads in it. It is just, like, so ridiculous. I have to literally take my finger and press the plus 30 seconds every couple minutes just so I don't have to listen to ads. Like, how dare you guys get paid for ads for this free show that you give us? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm just making fun of that guy that was on Facebook because it was kind of funny. Like, I'm sorry, you're complaining about a free show that has ads and you can't take two seconds to just plus the, the fast forward or hey subscribe and be a patreon and no ads i don't know people are stupid you can't please everybody it's i don't know it just kind of pissed me off okay bye i love yeah. you elizabeth that's how it works i know elizabeth has a boyfriend or a husband or something but <laughs> you know finish your sentence but i love her um I feel like there's a decent number of our female fans that would swoon if you're like, I love you. Let's, I don't think let's so. date. They'd be like, they'd be on board, David. <laughs> they're they're You're foolish. probably on a couple people's <laughs> list, you know? Me? Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, so. Look at this schnoz. Who would like that? No one. I like, uh, what, uh, I like what Google does <clears throat> with the translation of Robert's messages. Because it always calls him something different. It's Robert uh, Departer. It's Robert Departer. <laughs> hey, it's the father. <laughs> hey, it's the father. <laughs> it's the f- Robert the father. Um, what was I going to say? Like, David, I just had an idea. Yeah. What if we had a goal and just said, like, if we got... um. So how many patrons do we have right now? Like 135 or six. Yeah. What if we just said like, hey, if we get to 500 patrons by uh, 2024, like we will go ad free for an entire year. I'd rather have people pay directly and yeah no i would that that's much more appealing to me as well um, but if there was like i mean 500 it's not even it's not all of our listeners but if like i, I think i think i would be willing to do that for you know you eat that dog shit principle uh you know how low would you go um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i think i'd be willing to forego ads at Two hundred and seventy-five patrons. <clears throat> um, if we could get to two seventy-five, what, what would you agree to that? Um, it'd have to be in a time frame. 
Yeah. So what's the t- so I don't know. You want how, how when do you want to give it a year? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know how much we make off of ads. It's not super impressive, but I imagine that will grow in a year. So I don't. It's harder to say. It is harder to say. So maybe six months. Maybe we call it July. Well, we'll talk about it more off offline. The other thing is like we we also get our stuff hosted free now because we can. Yeah, we would need to make up that difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, But in any event, yeah, the the patrons are the way the show pays for itself. Um, Right. And it's only been in the last year or so that it has paid for itself. Before that, it was all us just paying out of pocket. Um, And we don't make any money off of this. Every cent that we make off of this show goes to make it better. Literally yeah. every fucking cent. We still haven't paid ourselves back for our initial investment. No. Um, yeah, it's all to make the show better. So the more patrons we get, yeah, the, the better the show is going to get. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about it off air. Yeah. I mean, you know, we listen. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, we also know that we don't have to do this for free. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not free even. It's like right. for no cost to us anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, anyway. All right, Robert DeParter. Hey, it's Robert DeParter again. Oh. Sorry, I just wanted to call back and say, why does everyone keep saying that Megan is so scary? Because I didn't find it to be that scary. Like, sure, there are a few jump scares, but, like, if you're pitting it up against child's play, that's all. Okay. I think that worked. It's still recording, right? It's not. Mm. Have you hit recording yet? It says it's recording for me. Okay. Okay. This is all of a sudden getting more complicated to edit after the fact. All right, we can stop. Can you press? Oh, wait, you don't have to press stop. Now it says it's recording. <laughs> okay, that's good because before, yeah, let's pretend like it's still working. Okay. 
Um, sorry, sorry everyone. Some technical, technical issues. Hiccups. Hey, did you ever have that Comcast guy come out? I did. Yeah, I have a new cable line, and it's definitely better, but it's not like, you know, hasn't solved all life problems. But I, like, the speed now is, like, what I'm paying for or above, which is nice. So the last one we listened to was Robert saying that Child's Play uh, was scarier than Megan. Yeah. Um, We obviously agree. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it isn't obvious. All right. Well, that's the last we'll hear from Robert the Farter for a while. Next hey, it's time. Robert the Farter. I just heard you, David, mentioning the pretentious reviews, like the movies you can only listen to on, I mean, the reviews you can only listen to on Patreon. And you're talking about The Vanishing, which I agree with you. That movie is, like, so creepy. And I'm not going to spoil it because that movie actually has... Uh, a really great ending that I don't want to ruin for people, but it's it sticks with me and it freaked me out, like it affected me. And anyways, if anyone out there listening who isn't a patron, I'm just gonna say you should join Patreon because the Afterpod is so awesome. I love listening to just your guys's what's been going on in your lives and stuff. So if you haven't, I would join. I with you. It's not that much. And anyways, it's Robert Departer. <laughs> Whoa. That was like going over the line on the freeway. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, thanks for the uh thanks for the kind words. He is a he is a patron member, Patreon member and um yeah, uh, yeah, we've we've talked about Patreon a little bit this episode, so mm-hmm. let's keep it going. Yeah, pay up. Come on. Come on. Hello, horrors, horrors. It's Sarah from Salt Lake City. So I really need to know how you guys feel about Twin Peaks. I know that David, I feel like David specifically has mentioned it um, in a few episodes here and there. So I know that you're aware of its existence, obviously. I mean David Lynch. But um, I've become very obsessed in the last little while, and I'm really tempted to suggest Firewalk with me on a Patreon pick. But I also know that it's very unlikely it will get voted anywhere near winning. But look out. Really want to know how you guys feel about it. Um, I love you. Hope all is well. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on record by not being a huge David Lynch fan. Like... Most of his stuff I I just don't like and mm. feels very like what's the Mulholland Drive. I watch that. And I'm like, it's there's nothing there. Like nothing. I get it. Like you can you can. It's the same people that walked out of Skinnamarink and were like, this changed everything. This no. really opens up the possibilities of the cinematic world and like it really messes with your mind. It's like no, it's just someone putting an extreme amount of effort to put like disjointed nonsense in front of you, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's, yeah. No, but that's, I, I will say the elephant man is one of the best movies of all time. Like, so that's, what's so frustrating for me is that David Lynch can be an excellent, like traditional narrative director 
and he just has very little interest in it. He wants to do to go the avant-garde route and like have more of that <clears throat> you know, expression of the dreamlike internal world of the psyche versus like the grounded happenstance of real life. Um so I don't know. I've heard that Twin Peaks is something that I would enjoy. Um, I think I watched the first episode and I was like, eh, I, okay. it just feels weird. I didn't want, I didn't get into it. Feel felt it was boring to me the first episode at least. So it's really unfortunate that you haven't watched it. Um, because you, you would be saying very different things right now. You know, uh, you, that thing that you said about the elephant man. Yeah. It's, you, you get to sit down and be like, Oh, he knows what he's doing. Very, very a lot. Right. And he just prefers to do this other thing. Twin Peaks is the perfect amount of crazy David Lynch and sane David Lynch. Right. And it's unfortunate that it has the first episode that it has. I think it was originally slated to be like a short, like a like a mini series or something like that mm. and it got picked up. I can't remember the actual story, but I remember there being some sort of unfortunateness with the first episode is rough um, and it's long mm -hmm. and uh, and it's it kind of disjointed and not in in the correct place. But what Twin Peaks becomes for the next two seasons, the third season is something happens like it's just like what? Uh, for those first two seasons, Twin Peaks is one of the fondest TV watching experiences that I can recall mm. in a very like satisfying, mysterious, fun, lovely characters sort of way. Like it's just, it's just chef's kiss all over the place. And, um, but, uh, you know, what you said about Fire Walk with me, I, I, d I disagree with that. The, the third season, like I said, is lost me completely. Uh, Fire Walk with me feels disjointed and not like a part. Like, it feels like a weird afterthought to me. Um, that being said, it's got some cool one-liners to come out of it. But, yeah, those, there is a real sweet spot in Twin Peaks that's just, man, it's fabulous. It's it's a lot of fun. It's truly yeah. a lot of fun. Is it like uh, you've watched Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Is it similar in like the just a random surreal moments in Twin Peaks, or is it like more? Yes. Like steady stream. No, it's um, yes, it, it's Atlanta is like a very refined version, mm. like a like a version that has benefited from 30 years of right. cinematography right. and storytelling um, of this exact yeah format. Oh man. Sorry to go on a tangent, but yeah, no Aaron started watching community again. Yeah. It's such a good show. I hate it. Like I don't I know hate it. it. I just don't like it. It's such, it's such a good show. It's like, yeah, one of those that really plays with genres and stuff, and and I get it. Like, it's very cutesy. Yeah, and it's it's very like, um, it's like the Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds of shows. 
you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. I get it that you're talking into the camera. Like, yeah. It's like, I, it's not funny to me anymore. But they've got such a great cast. And in retrospect, like, watching Donald Glover on that show is like, I just, it's amazing. That guy is the most amazing person to me. Where he's he, like, he's, yeah, he's, he's got like, one of the most talented comedic chops, like sketch comedy chops to very serious acting and like, like writing and directing chops for Atlanta. And then he's just one of the most, I mean, has like hit records in between. I will say, I, I, yeah, no, he's, he's fabulous. I will say, uh, Jillian Jacobs is. Oof. They have wow. Jillian Jacobs and Allison Brie. Well, not like so much Allison Brie. I mean, she's fine, but I love Jillian Jacobs. Like I love her and her in <clears throat> in a show called Love. Uh, I I love her. I love Dude, her. What you are expressing for for Jillian Jacobs, I I understand and appreciate. Uh, I feel that and more about Allison Brie. She mm. is. No, you don't. Gorgeous. I feel it more. And also, here's the other thing about community. Like, no one was asking about community, but we're going to talk about it. My, I think one of the best rulers that you can put against a comedy show is how good their bloopers are. Every, like, great show that I think is great has the best bloopers, has the best blooper reels. So there's, like, The Office has legendary stuff, Parks and Rec community has fantastic bloopers anyways moving on um hey but uh, before we do move on uh it, it's also not encumbered by this uh it's just a dan Harmon thing it's uh, has no justin roiland in it right right so it's not encumbered by this whole uh accusation against justin roiland which has gotten him canceled All right, across the board. Let's not open this can of worms. On this is not a good format for that. <laughs> um, no, but it doesn't have him in it. He's no, Justin Roiland isn't in it. He's not okay. a part of the creator. It's it's pretty much a hundred percent Dan Harmon. Got it. Creation, and that whole story is fascinating too. Dan Harmon is a fascinating creative person, but also very self destructive. <laughs> and, oh. Uh, especially in that uh-huh. time frame, uh, I feel because he got he got fired from Community for a year, and then oh. was brought back. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, next caller. Horror movie talk. What's up, guys? It's Joyzy Mike giving you a call about your Megan episode. I actually agree with both you boys. Though I did really enjoy it, but I also have really bad taste and enjoy horror movies from the '90s, like. Hits with Seth Green, and I also enjoyed the Meg, which I'm not too proud to admit. But moving on, um, I have two questions for you guys. Question number one: Do you guys still sneak food into the movie theaters when you go see these movies? Because I'm still doing that. I'm like 40 years old. And question number two: What movie you guys psyched about coming out that's a horror movie in the year 2023? I'm psyched for Renfield, Nicolas Cage. Only because I really enjoy Nicolas Cage's bad acting. So, anyway, just wondering. Talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the show. Fantastic. 
and take it easy. Bye, guys. Thanks for calling, calling Jersey Mike. Yeah, that's a good question. What um, are we excited about? Yeah, so was there two questions or was it just what were or what are we excited about? First question was do we sneak into movies and the answer is no. Uh sneak in I think he's saying sneak food into theaters. Oh, well it's still no. Um I have a complicated relationship with sneaking food into movie theaters. Like oh. I have a uh, I feel it's a moral conundrum but also I mean, come on. Uh <laughs> like here's the thing. I pay for, or rather, the the podcast pays for the Regal uh, Theater membership, which allows you to just go see any movies. Um, and I definitely don't use it as much as I could. And so, like, there are definitely some months they're getting money from me for them providing nothing to me. Uh, so I feel less bad about, like, sneaking in some Skittles. I, I will say... Almost every time I go, I will get a a big uh, icy, like a Slurpee, mm-hmm. which yeah, I found do, to do be that. the best thing that they sell at a movie theater. It's underappreciated because unlike, unlike everything else, it lasts for a long time. Uh, it doesn't slosh or spill on you, you know, they're giant cups and... Uh, but for the last fucking five months, they haven't fixed their Slurpee machine. My God. I hate it. And they're not going to. It's well, one of those just... things where like, oh, yeah, it's still, you know, it's not working right now. It's like they're they're just not going to pay for it. I mean, I, will I don't say blame them. It... You look around, you're like, okay, this theater is empty. If you get a Slurpee, you're 100% more likely to go like this. <laughs> In the theater, and it's um, it is loud, but uh, it no, doesn't bother not. me. No, I here's the thing, it's the it's the quietest thing. In the this is the other. The you other have an art of... to yours. Most people don't uh, don't have the you know you don't they don't have they don't have the tack that you do. Well, if I get a drink, here's here's the other thing. If I get a drink after I'm done with the drink, I got this cup full of ice next to me. And I can't help myself. I got to get some of that ice. And ice out of a cup is the loudest thing in the movie theater. It's absolutely. (laughs) And then everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely uh, sneak in stuff. But I I try to support the movie theater as well and pay overpriced fees for whatever they have. Um, The second question of what we're looking forward to upcoming. There's a lot of movies on the. On the horizon. 2022 um, was probably the best year we've ever had for horror movies, I'd say. I, I was incredibly impressed by twenty by last year. Um, just over and over again. Um, stuff that I'm excited to see what happens with it. Uh, the Exorcist. Uh, they're redoing that for some fucking reason. Who knows why? Directed by William Friedkin? Friedkin? Question mark? Uh, seems insane. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, kind of excited about that to see how they'll mess up that. Uh, Renfield, um, also, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not super excited about the new Scream, uh, just because the other one wasn't fabulous. Infinity Pool, which is out right now. I'm very excited to see that. Brandon Cronenberg's second mo- movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Possessor was crazy. And I'm also excited to see There's Something Wrong with the Children, which is out now, but... Yeah. Um, Bo is Afraid. I don't know if it's going to be necessarily a horror movie, but it's it's the Ari Aster movie coming out. Mm. <coughs> Bless with you. With Joaquin Phoenix. Should be Joe Quinn. Pretty good. It it looked uh, they they released the trailer and the trailer looks really interesting. Real excited to see Skinnamarink. <laughs> um, <laughs> Salem's Lots coming out. That yeah. might be interesting. Um, what was the other one coming out soon? Oh, uh, the Winnie the Pooh one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of glanced over that one because I don't care. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not excited to see it, but maybe I think it'll, it'll be fun. I think at the very least, like, I'm not excited about seeing it, but it's definitely one that I'm very interested in. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe it's just obvious what they're doing. Um, the Did you mention the M. Night Shyamalan one? No. The, what's it called? Knock at the Cabin. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that'll be, that, I always love Shyamalan. Notable. I'm not necessarily like super excited about, it. but if the one the ones that I'm like probably the most actually interested in, in seeing what they're going to do with is probably the Evil Dead Rise and Bo is Afraid. Um, all the other ones seem to be like sequels or reboots yeah. or whatever. That's like, yeah, whatever. Next caller. Next who could it be? Give you two guesses on who it is. Is it? Hey, it's Robert the Farter. So I just listened to your skin in the ring. And hey, that movie pissed me off because I kept having people come up to me and be like, oh, what did you think of skin in the ring? And I was like, uh, it was, I didn't like it. No, like, oh, you just don't understand art films. And I'm like, dude. Literally, I watch, like, David Lynch's movies, his short films. I can appreciate an art film. It's just, that movie literally just, like, it's just bad. It's not, it's not that I can't appreciate art films. It's just bad. Anyways, Robert the Farter. He's really coming into his own with the toots. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this is the biggest... The biggest problem with Skinnamarink is it gives dumb idiots a way to, like, best you. You know, they're like, did you see Skinnamarink? Isn't it so fucking good? And you're like, I didn't like it very much. And they're like, you're stupid. You're like, can you articulate one thing that was good about the movie? And they're like, it's good. And you're like, okay. It's creepy. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate what it does. It divides us. Skinnamarink turns neighbors into enemies. You don't see films like that anymore with with grain. You don't you see know? you don't see bad films in movie theaters anymore so much. It's weird. Uh, I gotta say, I feel kind of vindicated from the from the reaction we've got off our YouTube video for the Skinnamarink review. Like. <laughs> People received it exactly how I wanted them to. Well, the ones that that responded did. The other right. ones just turned it right off. Right. <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> like, I wish I could have done with Skinnamarink. Hey, 
you even begrudgingly said you thought it was funny. It was funny for the first fifteen minutes. I liked it, and mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't regret it. I will say right. that. Hey guys, this is Bino Bearhan from Richmond, Virginia. I am calling in response to the Skin and the Rink Afterpod, and just wanted to say, um, Bryce, it sounds like you're going through a really hard time, man, and uh, I really feel for you. And I just wanted to give some kudos to David for being just such a goddamn empathetic listener. Anyone uh, wants to see what you know empathy looks like? It's not trying to problem solve or fix your friends. It's just being uh, being a good listener, being present with the person, not trying to fix their things. And David fucking nailed that shit. So we're here for you, Bryce, and uh, glad you've got a really good friend like David at your side. All right, talk to you later. Wow, That's I agree. A- Fucking cool guy, man. Yeah. Wow, he saw it all. <laughs> it's a rare quality in guys. A lot of guys, anyway. Um, no, I I completely... David's a really good friend. And if you want to hear me have a uh, deep, depressive episode uh, and failing at masking it, go to our Afterpod. Become a patron. <laughs> and you can, well, you get plenty you can, of both uh, of dip us in, doing Dip that. your toes into the human misery that is Bryce Hansen um, and see David... Very worried. <laughs> yeah, it's not I mean, funny. It's but. weird. It is weird. It is a little bit of a safe space over there for us, isn't it? Yeah. Don't have a whole lot of those. Actually, my whole life is set up to be one giant safe space for me. So. <laughs> um, Last call. No, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for the, the kind words. And, and uh, I agree. David is a good friend and an excellent listener. And I also agree. Yeah. Here's to top it off. One we haven't heard of from Robert the Father. Um, Hey, this is Robert the Father. Just wanted to call back real quick. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to say uh, David said that if you like David Lynch, then you would then you would like Skin and Marine. Okay, calm down. But I don't think that's necessarily true because I like David Lynch. I think he's really great, but I did not like Skin and Rink. And it's not that I can't understand it. It's just, it was just dumb. Like, Do you understand it, though? I wouldn't say, like, I liked Eraserhead either, because I didn't like watching it. It was really uncomfortable and disturbing. But it was also super interesting, and, like, you could decipher stuff and you weren't well you weren't as bored the whole time <laughs> but anyways you guys should review Racerhead. see ya robert the farter kia robert the farter yeah um, i i have an inkling that i would probably have a similar reaction to Racerhead to skin him rink the only way that we will review Eraserhead is if um, the patrons vote on it or if I make us do that. Um, right. Because I have power approximately 50% of the time to decide what we watch. Uh, maybe a little less. And, um, yeah, a little less because the patrons take up a decent percentage. That's true. But, um, yeah, there is a possibility, but it's... Um, it's diminishingly small because I didn't enjoy. Uh, I thought you liked Eraserhead. No, you always say you think that you're like you're like 
No, I I didn't like it. I watched it. I did watch it. I did not enjoy it. Um, There's no way anybody could ever enjoy (laughs) Eraserhead. It's that's antithetical. Well, it's like Requiem for a Dream. I, I you can't say I enjoyed it. No, this is one of my favorite. It is not the same thing as Requiem for a Dream. No, it's not. It's a totally different realm of like it's just like Skin Marink. It's not meant to be. The experience is meant to be unenjoyable. Is right. meant to be at its core. The watching experience is bad. It's abrasive and it's not. It's not. Well, good. you really sold me on it, so we'll have to watch it. Yeah, it's a rough watch. Um. Okay, and I think that's it. That's all the callers. Um, I hope this recorded. <laughs> I hope this recorded. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Love you. Bye. Thanks for Bye. calling in. Call us at 682-253-4468 and we'll leave us a voicemail. Bye. Bye. I think I have to leave. I can't just stop recording. So bye. Bye. Stop recording. Yeah, stop recording.